If you like the Middle-Aged Man Talk podcast, consider giving us your support on Patreon. What's that chirping thing? A cricket. Hello, dog. Oh, he looks happy enough. Hello. Oh, he's Hi. happy. Hi. He likes people. Was he in for the podcast? Yeah? Yeah. Podcast dog? Yeah, picks up that cricket. I've heard that on one of our previous ones. Good dog. He's not a noisy dog either. No. So, hello and welcome to the Middle-Aged Man Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Brendan. And I'm your other host, Richard. And tonight we are eating extreme spicy pea crackers from Taiwan. They have a devil-like red chili pepper, holy chili pepper, and breathing out fire, which is breaking up the snack. It looks like a uh, twizzled, what's that uh, Italian pasta? Uh, Rotini? Rotini? Rigatoni? One of those, like the the, the, the truly spiral one. It looks like that, and it actually has a little bit of spice. It does have a bit of spice there. It's made of um, peas, I guess, like a pea protein type thing. I don't love them. They're, the spice is pleasant, but the flavor is... There's more spice than anything else. It's the spice. Yeah. It's a crunchy... The shape is kind of fine. It's kind of different. What are your thoughts? Is that a buy again? Mm, I think not. I think if the Cheetos from last episode had this level of spice, I'm not a big fan of the uh, the substrate. Yeah. You like salty potato chips with heat. Yeah, no, it's the, uh, not a big fan of the, it almost tastes like soybean. Mm. Yeah, it's that protein-y pea powder flour. Yep. Yeah, they're like extra crunchy, like almost too crunchy. Well, now on tonight's topic. Which is the movie Irresistible. Which sounds like some sort of, like, sexy movie, but it's not. <coughs> you okay? I mentioned sexy, you start coughing. No. Oh, no, I'm so embarrassed. too. <laughs> <It was> sexy. <coughs> They're pretty spicy. One of them went the wrong way. <coughs> In your nose? Just, just almost. <sighs> so, irresistible. So... It's a movie that's kind of a dramedy, drama comedy. Uh, Steve Carell, um, you know, from the American Office and many other things, uh, the voice of uh, Gru and um, Despicable Me, you know, where the minions came from. Yeah. Anyway, so Steve Carell is the one of the leads in it, and I watched this recently. It's actually a twenty twenty. It's a twenty twenty movie, and I watched it recently, and I really liked it. And um, so spoilers are coming up if you haven't seen it yet. But basically, the premise is uh, uh, Steve Carell plays this like political fixer type guy who sets up elections and fundraises and does all that political stuff. And he's kind of he's a bit big city as well. Anyway, there's a small town uh, in I forget what state it's in. There's a small rural town and the town's dying because the military base that was nearby closed. So they lost like two-thirds of the local population. Um, so they don't have enough money for their high school and other things and other problems. And this uh, local guy who's been a farmer, he's a war hero, he comes into the city council meeting and basically gives them heck and does it really beautifully and talks about, you know, what kind of, you know, people are we and what are we going to do when we can't cut money, 
you know, to help other people just because we're in tough times. We still have to, you know, you know, treat everyone well. And anyway, he gives this really heartfelt, beautiful speech. And one of Steve Carell's aides, one of the guys whose name he can't remember, like one of the interns or somebody, says, hey, check out this video of this guy. Steve Carell comes to visit the guy because he just finished a big election and he needs to do something else. And he thought this could be great for the, the political party. Because uh, he he supports the um, or works for the Democrats, so he goes to get this guy who's you know likely uh, you know a Republican and he is because he's an ex-military country guy kind of fits the profile, and he convinces this guy to run for mayor against the you know existing mayor who's been mayor for like twenty years, run against this guy and win. So then it becomes publicized, and of course he's a top political guy, so he can do it, and, and the guy wants him to be the guy. Not someone else who wants, you know, like, if I'm going to run for mayor, because it'd be a really interesting win to see a Republican guy, you know, in the heartland of America, yeah. you know, switch to being a Democrat and flip and then win, you know, this mayoral race. So it becomes this great big huge thing, this great big race back and forth. And uh, then they um, are getting lots of money coming in, like major money, like huge, like big city, you know, wealthy people contributing because now it's this political fight. You know, one side or the other, who's going to win this little the mayor of this little town? Um, and then, I mean, he has like 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 a nemesis, this woman who's a Republican side doing the same job he does. So they have kind of an interesting back and forth. But basically, it gets down to the like the, the end of the movie, uh, and there are only two votes. Both guys running for mayor voted, and then like what? What's like the whole town was you know you know doing this and you know supporting one side or the other? You know what's going on? It doesn't make any sense. What happens is in the States, they have a thing called a super PAC. And a super PAC is really, in a nutshell, a super PAC is a way that you can donate money to a super PAC. They can raise money. It's non-taxable. And they don't need to report what they spend spend or how they spend it. And the super PAC can decide amongst themselves legally to do anything with the money. That's how it works. So there's no legal recourse. If they use the money for something you didn't like and you donated to it, tough. Yeah. Like if you donate to a charity and they use the money for a way they didn't specify, you could sue or complain or get your money back. There'd be some legal um, well, or you can get the, you know, At least you could get them shut down. Or fine or investigate something. Yeah. With a super PAC, you have no legal recourse. You give them money and they give them millions and millions of dollars. Um, of, of money. It was actually um, Cheney. What's her name? Dick Cheney's daughter. She recently, when she lost that nomination, she converted all of her political funds into a super PAC, which will probably go to fund other Republican yeah. somethings, which, which is normal. That's, that's how it's done. Um, but that was kind of in the news. Like, oh, now it's a super PAC. So uh, this small town, of course, uh, they get this these uh, super PACs, I guess, on both sides. But the main one they focus on is Steve Carell's. And they raise millions of dollars. So PAC stands for Political Action Committee, I believe. Sure. Which is basically just a group that can take money. We collect money and we will go and campaign on behalf of the candidate. Or who, pay for whatever needs to be paid for. Or, yeah. yeah. You know, we will go and provide their busing or their... Right. So the, this, the signage on their bus, the... Everything. The venues, the... Everything and anything, greasing palms, whatever they got to do. Yeah. They can do it, and they can do it legally. It's completely legal. So what happens in this uh, film is they didn't want to lose their high school. That was the main goal of this. And then Steve Carell realizes he sees that same guy whose name you can remember, that intern who showed him the video initially of this guy who's complaining at the city council meeting. That guy's from that town. And then they showed they set it up. 
the guy actually had to do like a dozen, 20 takes to get his speech right. It was moving and passionate city council and all that kind of stuff. They had to do it again, 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 while his, you know, grown daughter films on her phone. And then, you know, it goes viral and all this kind of thing. So basically what they did was, is they wanted to get like half a million bucks to save their high school. So they didn't lose their high school in their town. They end up getting like $43 million in the movie and then they keep it all. And they use it for town development because that super PAC, which is made of local townspeople, they're all the volunteers, they could decide to do whatever they wanted to do with it. And there's no legal recourse. They played the system. And that's why there was only two votes. So I, I think it was the, I don't know if this is what, what it was for sure, but I think it was the existing mayor wins then. So there's only two votes. The um, what do you, the, the incumbent mayor stays yeah. mayor. Because like, I didn't want to be the mayor. He's a farmer. He doesn't care. Yeah. But this was... A plan that I guess people in you know the mayor, uh, this guy's daughter, uh, the guy who was like Steve Carell's intern, they said, "How can we save our town?" And here's a way to do it legally. Now, this movie was written by John Stewart from The Daily Show, but who did it before it, Trevor Noah. So he's a big political commentary guy, extremely well-read, knowledgeable about politics, and he's interviewing one of the top you know political experts about this, and he says so. Is what happened in the movie actually like legal and plausible? And the guy said, highly unlikely. And the guy kind of talks about it in more detail, this expert. But yes, the whole thing is completely plausible and completely legal. If you form a super PAC, right, and you get all kinds of money donated to you, you could just run away with it. You could donate it to a charity. You could donate it to the other political party. Whatever you want to do. And the people that donated the money, the, do- the donors have no legal recourse whatsoever. And that's that's crazy. So, Richard, my question for you is, how can we start a super PAC? How can we... As Canadians, start a super PAC in the States? Yeah, I don't really know how that works. If you have to be an American to do it or not, I really don't we, understand. We, we need an American front man. I really don't know if you actually have to have an American uh, I think you do have to have. Otherwise, it would be considered, for, considered foreign... Uh, this is actually a way of channel. Super PACs are also a way of uh, channeling foreign money into elections. Right, because you can donate anonymously via your American PayPal account or whatever. Yeah, that's interesting. So this is a way for you know, a, if you wanted to uh, give money to someone who is more sympathetic to your um, dictatorship. Right. Look the other way on whatever we're doing down here. Yeah. Or up there or sideways, wherever. No, mind you, there's no guarantee that, that it's actually going to work like that. And I think the fact that there's no guarantee is why the system kind of almost works. Is because the really rich people go and give money to every political candidate to the maximum amount. Just to hedge their bets. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's um, th- there was this was earlier um, when Trump was raising all this money. After he lost the election to Joe Biden and for all the various things. And people kept asking, how come he hasn't declared he wants to run for president? How come he hasn't declared he wants to run for president in the next election? And the reason was, apparently, as soon as he did that, then all of that money, he would have to declare as political donations and pay taxes on it. If it was just a, like a donation or a gift to him, he doesn't have to pay tax on it. But once it's going to be used for a political, officially a political campaign... There's also limitations on how much he can accept, and there's all these rules around it. Right. But if I want to give someone money, 
There's no rules. Mm-hmm. So so that's so that was kind of the interesting thing that that money he's taken in is completely a gift. I don't know if he has to declare that, declare that as income, but it's probably under like a corporation number or something. Who knows? But it is, it is kind of interesting how some of that it, it stinks a little bit. All the Trump donations because where are they going? What's the guarantee they're going to be used for? What you think they're going to be used for? It's not it's not a super PAC, but I mean it could be converted into one pretty easily. No, it's just going to go into um, paying the interest on his loans and stuff like that. And who knows? I mean, there's there's interesting history with some of his charities how they've actually bought expensive art to hang in some of his resorts. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's a he's a colorful guy. I do find it interesting whenever you talk about Trump in a very even-handed way, what he's done well and what he's done poorly and what he's done mediocre, the Trump supporters are religious about it. Well, I don't know if that's true. If I said Obama was born in Kenya, yeah, it's definitely true. Really? Wouldn't the Republican Party use that politically if he actually was? You're telling me the big, wealthy, powerful Republican Party wouldn't be able to use that to their advantage if the Democrats are trying to sneak in a non-born America... Well, the thing is, is that candidate really one of the uh, frontrunners before Trump popped up, John McCain. Yep, he was born in Calgary. Oh, was he? Yep, he was naturalized as a. Um, his parents were American. Right, so he's a naturalized American. No, he no, he he he's an American by birth. He's just not a naturalized. Just means that you've lived there long enough to be able to get your citizenship. I thought naturalized your parents are from there, so you get citizenship. No, it's automatically. Generally, uh, if your parents are a citizen, doesn't matter, at least for the U.S., it doesn't matter where you're born, you're still an American citizen, you may or may not end up a citizen of another country as well. Sure. So, like John McCain, and actually, I believe he actually revoked his Canadian citizenship before he put his revoked hat there. Revoked it? Or, um, What's the word? Something did. I know what you mean. Yeah. He canceled, he, he basically said, I'm no longer Canadian, because when he went, uh, when he was... He doesn't want to pay the taxes twice. No, it wasn't that. It was just basically because the Republicans had used the, oh, not officially, but used the rumor to stoke the fires against Obama, of Obama's citizenship. Trump started that when he was uh, early days doing stuff. Yeah, And so that's why John McCain was like, okay, well, I have a Canadian citizenship. If I'm going to be running for president, I better get rid of this. Yeah, you wouldn't want to have an American president who also has citizenship in America's closest neighbor, ally, trade partner, the longest unproductive voter in the world. Oh, no. Ooh. What what terrible things might he do? He might bring maple syrup from Quebec into the White House. Oh. Hey, where'd you get that sock? Richard's talking to his dog, not me. We have a podcast dog now. That's a good random thing in the podcast. Hello, dog. Found a sock. Why is there a sock in your workshop? That's what I'm wondering. He didn't bring it in here with him. This time. This time. It looks like a... Oh, it's got a hole in it. It's got paint on it. It's from the paint box. So anyway, to uh, to sum up this uh, this show, we would not buy the Taiwanese pea crackers again. Too spicy. Texture's weird. Not bad, but not a buy again. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the pea fla- of the of the uh, that uh, soybeanish flavor. It's not fantastic. No. All right, so uh, that's a fail. It reminds me of cow feed. <laughs> cow feed. Yeah, actually, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I, I, I occasionally was on the farm. I would go and grab a because they actually roasted so- soybeans as cow feed. Yeah, yeah, roughage, cow roughage. I've, I've chewed on it too. I know what you yeah, mean. it's not terrible, but it's it's not it's not a. Um, 
it doesn't make me want to buy it again. Yeah, exactly. Right. And and basically to sum it up, uh, it is a great educational movie on super PACs and the political nonsense in America to watch uh, John Stewart's film Irresistible starring Steve Carell. And it's it's very well done. It's quite fun. There's lots of Steve Carell type silliness and humor. Well, thank you so much for listening. Have a good night, everyone. Did your dog do a number two in here? Yes. I can smell it. Yeah, I noticed it about halfway through. It smells like spicy Korean chips. (laughs) It it, it doesn't. No. Good Lord. (laughs) Middle-aged man talk. Thank you so much for listening. Please check us out on Patreon. (laughs) Woof.